Welcome to episode 13 of the Sign Radio Show. In this episode, we talk about the sustainability of the scene's internet presence and how so much of it is carried by so few people. Also, for the first time in six episodes, Aki does not mention Poo Brain or Sofa World. Welcome to Design Radio Show, episode 13, take 5. I'm Aki, I'm here with... Axel. And I'm Sifoid. And we're back for the 13th episode of Design Radio Show. So how have you guys been? Warm, I must say. I'm actually having a cold. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's contradiction. That's good. <laughs> so yeah, we've been... Uh, so yeah, so warm, it's been quite hot indeed, just the same... Uh, Busy time, so yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, yeah things have happened since the last episode, but much that we're going to talk about, we briefly touched in the last episode on ASCII Arena coming back and websites in the demo scene, um, and that is a a subject that is uh, is interesting to talk a little bit more about because yeah, websites, demo scene websites, it's a thing from the early two thousands when uh, websites were the thing, but it's twenty twenty one, yeah, we 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 see them. Change or not change, and that might be a problem. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a two edged question there uh, because a lot of the sites are still the same. I I do remember I put up one uh, website late ninety nine, I think for for music line for our music editor on the Amiga, and it actually looks the exact same today because I just kind of stored it after two years of saying yeah we're working on this next version and then nothing happened. So so it looks exactly the same uh, as before, and that's that's the case with a lot of websites. But even though that people sometimes actually do update them still, but they still look the same. Yeah, it's it's fun because if you think about it, it's funny that indeed we started websites late nineties, internet became a thing. But before that, the demo scene had presence on BBSs, and were they mimicking the BBS style stuff or getting back together on the internet? I think we found our way in communicating and kind of left it. I think I think actually the first websites were trying to do something else than the BBS styles because, hey, we have this new cool thing to do. But nowadays, they're more tending to go back into the, the BBS style again, <laughs> like with, with Ask Arena, the aforementioned site, because that looks like a BBS for sure. It was sufficient. It was sufficient. And that's what yeah. we wanted. So basically, yeah. I just noticed that I'm the the reasons I'm um, still going to websites is just basically because of the archives and not because of news. I think most of the news things are, you see Facebook groups popping up where new logos get posted and, and commented. I think it's more of a either I need news for a certain party that I'm intending to um, visit, or it's something that I want to look up that has has an historic part of the scene. I don't know production X that has been made in year whatever and and not much because of communication aspects like sharing news or something that's more happening probably on discord and other channels these days right yeah discord and telegram and whatsapp i think it's true that indeed back when we started a website was the, the we, there's so many websites tried to be the catch-all for the demo scene when when scene the had big plans and then Puet was like oh we do Prod archive and, and, and chat and party and then demo party.net and all these sites are like, Oh yeah, we can do this on the internet now. And a lot of these sites are still here and they still look at these. They do exactly the same and <laughs> they be used. I think actually you're quite involved in Bitfellas. No, uh, not anymore. In the beginning, that's I, I helped a bit there, but not much. Uh, there's been other people there, but, um, yeah, it's, 
Uh, to me, it's mostly archives, right? I mean, most of these websites, either it's photos, news, and, and things, and uh, sorts of the art city part, and, and you know, with visuals and, and logos and stuff. Um, but I feel like if you're having a place to, to like, so this is where you can find this stuff, where ask Arena is, and you bring it back. So it's the relevancy of websites, and indeed, of, indeed as you said, Facebook taking over and... Uh, it's interesting because sometimes now I think the, the first thing I look for news is Discord, hmm. which hasn't been around, has been around for like a year or two years now. So <laughs> and then how do you find it on Discord? Because those well, chats... you go to the general channel and you feel like if something is big, people chat about it. Like, mm. and then there is a poet like channel on Discord that talks about poet productions and and I think Demozoo is also like indeed for like categorization and yeah it's it's interesting to see like what is the purpose of, of a demo scene website and what is we leave them on and the age and also i mean today with, with discord and and similar things you need to actually yes well it can be an archive but you don't rarely search for stuff in in discord you don't have any overview i mean just looking into the general demo scene channel of, of discord in case you're not following it every time, every single day, you'll miss something. Yeah, like me and Axel were kind of <laughs> oblivious to this whole thing. Uh, no, but but I mean, you miss out completely. And then backtracking in these, uh, well, uh, GIF fests occasionally, that's just uh, annoying in <laughs> in my book. That's, that's a problem. I'm completely with you on that. Yeah, a lot of noise and... Um... And also, it's like it's it's a website and it needs maintenance. It's like it's 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 you have like you have to keep upkeep and and all this stuff. And I think it's also always have been a bit of an issue for sites like finding people to commit to doing things, to moderate, to admin, to yeah. Like we know the stories of, of course, Puet that uh, been through a bunch of like usually had one guy in charge of uh, of code, uh, and then a bunch of moderators that would like first there was no moderation. And that was fine because we we're the demo scene, but then in the end, you needed moderation. So the other brands and mods, but always like features and stuff. It's always hard because it's basically always one person signing up in a code base that's spaghetti. <laughs> and also, the 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 worst thing you can actually put on the front of a web page is a column called news because that completely implies that you actually have to bring some news to stuff. Uh, you have to update it. Yeah, uh, I think the, uh, the well, most most of the the news uh, try uh, well tracks in any of the websites that I kind of admin have. Well, the latest news is like two and a half years ago or something like that. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it it depends on on the level you want to put into this. But then again, the more you actually put into administering these sites and and maintaining it and stuff like that, the more people can and will use it. So so it's a sort of a um, a, a tough call there, especially since, uh, as, as you mentioned, you touched the subject, um, s most of these sites are actually run by very few people, and uh, they do a lot of things uh, all the time for, for different things, and that's okay as long as they feel that they can do it, but it's quite yeah. easy to actually get pulled into a project, do something like that, and then you're focusing on, on something else, and that, that other project then gets completely laid behind because nothing is happening after you leave. Yep. So most sites are run basically by like one, two, three people and not by communities, right? Yeah. 
I think one one of the expe- exceptions there would be the what's it now called these days nectarine revamp thing because uh, that actually is driven quite a lot by multiple people and I think uh, but looking at the people who are actually running that they're also involved in running other sites as well mm. and that's the thing because I think with, with, with was it nectarine and then then we see music and that was kind of like there was also one person in charge and people kind of it went down and people took it over. Mm. Yeah. And that's why it's back, right? I think it's a different group of people now. Yeah. Yeah. So which usually is one person in charge. One person starts a website in like 1999 and has this thing and registers a domain. It's like, hey, we can do this here. And then other people get involved. But it's always that one person. And when they leave, they or they don't leave and they leave it or they don't give off over. Like we had some people give over um their website to somebody else. But it's always in it one person, and then they have to be committed to it. And I think that you see people go like, "Oh, it's great, I'll help." Yeah. And then we talked about it last episode as well, like, "I'll help." And then at the end, it's like, "Oh, wait, I don't have any time to help." And then a few people stay, and it's interesting to see if you look at all these websites that are out there now, how many people are involved, and the same people that are involved in other things and mm-hmm. are actually yeah. running this. And sometimes it's very tiresome <laughs> to like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that's that person." Oh yeah. I guess it's easy to say, "Yes, I'll help," and then like. It, it's a different level of then following through to actually deliver something. I think it, it's easy to find people who are willing to help on something in the scene, but then to follow through, I think that's to follow through. It's even the same hard. with this podcast. I mean, the road to hell is paid for good intentions, but then to actually get together every month, you need somebody. Yeah, that's oh, when we actually almost missed the recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think that's also it's an interesting question of life for websites, also websites in general. I think because I love going to certain websites to to look up stuff as you said like demo zoo is great because it is such an intricate web of connections to everything and it's actually it's really complete like a big props to to the people running demo zoo to manners and gasman and others to having that connection and having the, the community actually add to that and that I, th- I think is a really successful new endeavor um but yeah you go with also, I don't really visit that many websites anymore. I have apps, I have chat channels, I have... So it's also like a thing, like, for example, Slangpang was this big photo book of the demo scene. And it it was like... It, 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 I think it was merged to a new server the other day. It should get a rewrite, but is it even, like, relevant anymore in this day and age? <laughs> Back in the day, we just put photos online, but... Yeah, GDPR issues and everything like that as well. You know, that's uh, that's the beauty of thing. But yeah, Slangpong is uh, is rewritten and refixed. But as said, should it really be there? Uh, then again, I mean, where where to put these photos now? Then uh, because I mean, not everyone is on Facebook. Not everyone is anywhere here, and you don't want those on your Facebook feed. Exactly. <laughs> the thing is that you can't find Slangpong on Google, can you? I think there was still a thing like it couldn't be crawled or something, and it was like it was a bit of a secret <laughs> that like Slangpong was the website. If you know everybody's nickname, so it's also like it's not real names. But yeah, and I indeed remember the person back in the early two thousands who would like take my photos off. And Slangpong made a T-shirt out of it because it's done. We see we can do what we want, and now it's 2021. And we go like, you know what? I, uh, issues. It's like difficult. <laughs> it's a more complex issue than we thought, and it is. It is fun to see because also it's. I think it's a, a, a show of the dedication of them. We see that all these sites are still up. They're like yeah. the Space Jam website. They're still there. They might not have been updated. They might be like out, they look outdated, but they're still there. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, it is is hard to, to find proper outlets for, for seniors anyway, if you want to reach 
other sceneries. Uh, I mean, we have Art City, for for instance. Uh, I mean, it hasn't really been updated for years. Uh, they wanted it to be kind of rewritten and refixed, but no one really has uh, stepped up. The same thing, uh, last, last episode I actually flagged for, hey, we need some... Uh, designer help for, for the new scenesat.com websites. The amount of applicants or even uh, raised eyebrows have been zero for that. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> and I don't think that people are not willing because everybody's always willing, but it's a commitment. They're like, okay, yeah. I can help. And they're like, oh, wait. And that's when something has to be rewritten, has to be merged. You talked about scenesat the other day, like runs on really old code, and we should do, but that's a lot of work. And we yeah. have like jobs and. Um, and and but there is a group of people that are doing this and that are keeping stuff uh, alive. And I think it's it's a certain mindset, I guess, of like, oh fuck it, I'll do it myself. But I feel like, yeah, it's because yeah, people are willing. And I think we can do a shout out again, like go help your fellow demo seniors in, in upkeep <laughs> if you feel it's worth it. And we should discuss if it's worth it. Like it's because I also don't think that if you need Facebook groups or Telegram groups or Discourse are the solution. And also, the, those uh, those groups are popping up new ones all the time, making the same thing because it, it's the same thing there. You don't have the the overview of what's already available, so so there pops up new groups. And I mean, just just one example is the face group called uh, OCS slash ECS demos for the Amiga. Yeah, if someone posts an uh, an AGA demo there, oh, they get kind of banned. Uh, and next up, the, it, it pops up uh, another group for that only. It's like a gazillion groups all over mm. the place. And looking at those groups, a lot of them are actually managed by the same person anyway. Pretty yeah, pretty few people I as well. I love that this kind of like elitism, fanboyism, how do you call it? Like purism, <laughs> I guess, is yeah. still... Nostalgia probably <laughs> as well. It's still yeah. prevalent in this day and age. No, no, only only OCS and ECS. No, yeah. I, I, AGA is too new. It's <laughs> hasn't that been a problem of the demo scene since forever that we never were able to unify because everybody's always discussing what the demo scene is and what it should be. And of course, like every every two months, there's a thread post on Puad about like uh, what is the, this is the demo what the demo scene is actually about, and then there's like mm. fifty nine pages where people like explaining what their vision of the demo scene is, and then in the end it gets residued yeah. because we never come to a consensus, <laughs> and there isn't one. That's the and that's the beauty of it, but it's also that downfall. And it's so, I mean it's the it's the same thing as as web rings in the early zero two thousands, except it's all on Facebook now. They click next. <laughs> For the next website with the same info <laughs> yeah but yeah it is it is i think it's 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 maintenance it's website like a website is like people think it's really easy to just check out a website and and there is a lot of work involved and how do you run uh scene sets uh, can you tell us a bit about that how you coordinate that uh well i don't now <laughs> that's that's the biggest problem now uh the, the biggest problem there is that uh the whole of the scene set system was pretty much built by me and Fnord. Fnord took care took care of uh, the the sysadmin parts, setting up the, the actual system and structure, and I basically did all the coding back in two thousand eight. Um, we're trying to do uh, stuff just to, hey, we're going to get this going. Uh, so it was quickly thrown together. And as usual, when you do something in a sort of a proof of concept way, it tends to be reality. And that is the case because the code I did back in 2008 was built on the final stretch of the two major frameworks in the background um, running this all. And the year after... Um, well, we got it running, 
those frameworks kind of died. <laughs> uh, and that, that is the, the bad part with doing code with frameworks. I know that uh, a certain uh, other web developer friend I have in the background now uh, would say that, yes. So write everything yourself. But that's another story. It, it's always a, a, an up and down with that. But that, that's a problem. I mean, the system has been working, but with a lot of sort of... Um, uh, plaster here and there and chipping in and fixing things where it needs to be fixed just for the sake of things, not in a structured manner. Um, and that's the problem, isn't it? That because from the outside, it works. It's fine. And people are like, oh, but it works, right? And you're like, yeah, but does it? Like, no, it? You should, I mean, you should see the code for, for the random randomization of the, the the music on the radio station. It is not random, not anywhere near random. It's random with so many rules and uh, things and restrictions to actually get it to to play a random thing. You can't yeah, just do that, rand that doesn't work. Yeah, and it's, I think, and that's also the thing. It's like the same as people keep asking for oh feature requests and just add this. And it's the same. I remember uh, Gerga did that seminar about the code base for Puet that he got from PS, and that came from uh, from the Mandarin guys. And it's, it's just like, yeah, you, you think it'd be easy, but it really isn't like, and also it will break and somebody has to do it and has to test it. And uh, people just kind of also, I guess, underestimate that like, ah, oh, just add that thick button there. That makes yeah. me give all the things that, that I want to see. <laughs> like, mm. And I mean, one, one funny thing with this as well is that, um, to just underline and explain a bit about what I'm actually trying to be sort of backwards compatible at all points here now. That, that's the problem. If I would start with a new scene set from a completely new slate, it'd be a lot easier. We could just start uh, from scratch and do some small, small things. But then people are expecting the same kind of functionality to be working from day one in the new version. So we're trying to do a sort of a... Um, an in-between migration. And today, if you want to, if you want to know exactly what was playing at 2 p.m. Uh, on February 27th of 2011, you can actually find that on CNSAT. Because I keep the track list uh, from the beginning of the first launch show in 2009. So you can actually go through all the history and see exactly what was playing when. Uh, and th- that also comes down to uh, a very non- efficient database model as well because if you're trying to walk back through those tracks yeah it takes it takes ages it's, it's also it makes me really happy so it's a kind of stat gathering it's a kind of last event yeah. vibe of like oh awesome i can see what it is because it's actually terrible because we're all yeah. hogging the data somewhere in the database and it's all slow I'm s- and i'm such a data hoarder so you wouldn't know i mean there, there's so much data stored everywhere and the backups of backups and stuff like that and then trying to sort these stuff out that's the tough thing. What what I've been trying to do now, because we are rewriting this, we have been doing so for five years, but now we're actually getting somewhere, is to split it up into smaller pieces, uh, yeah. smaller maintainable pieces. Um, I mean, there are all sorts of buzzwords in, in the web development time these days, of course. But yes, there will be sort of a micro uh, service-driven structure of it all. Because if we have one core data structure and API, then we can actually build whatever we want to on top of that and change that out on top of everything like that. So we will split the administrative backend interface from the, the actual radio rotation, from the everything like that. So, so um, yeah, I mean, that, that's also the way um, I'm trying to let go of creating the front end this, this time and not doing that website. But the problem there is the guy who stepped up to help with the front end 
is also the guy who runs this, 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 and that, and this in the demo scene. It's right. always the people that, and that's the people that are affiliated in these things are the people that like, and I think that's the thing is that, and again, we go to the people are always willing and like we're looking for a designer and as this scene, the dork has been looking for an artist to do graphics, to do graphics for like decade, for a decade. And it's just, <laughs> I guess you'd ask a person, they go like, oh, sure, I'd like to help. And then it's like, no, it's actual work. Like, oh, yeah. And then there's a few people that have that mindset of like, fuck it, I'll do it. And then they tend to do everything. So a shout out to all those people. <laughs> you know who they are, like all the the D foxes and the the gar guys and the and the, 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 the party organizers, the the menaces, the gasmans, the and I'm forgetting people now, so that's I shouldn't say names. But it's like that that step up and say, you know what, fuck it, I'll do it. Maybe and bit, maybe a bit of a naive question: What happens if someone I don't know drops out of the scene or health wise or whatever? Is that something that that other people can come in and and pick it up somehow is that even considered at some point i think that's the conundrum is that people might want that but then people don't know where to start so people feel that they should stay because they're the only person that know i don't know maybe we should get try to get gargai on an interview to talk about how it went from ps i think he talked about it in the seminar but from where ps gave the admin coach from Puad to gargai is like you do it because it's he was the person you know what fuck it i'll do it and then you feel committed and you're like, yeah, if I have to give it to somebody else, you know what? I'll keep doing it. I'll put, mm -hmm. and that's the people that put effort in it. Stay. And it's, it's easy to say, ah, oh, I'll help out. I have the same. Like, I mean, this podcast is an example of how that was. Axel and me were doing it like a decade ago with Vincenzo helping. And then we kind of fizzled out and it got re injected mm -hmm. by Gargai. And then Gloom started helping. And it's a kind of like this, this people that make it, keep it moving. And you need that. Yeah, you need to have the driving people um, pushing to a certain agenda, I think. And that's either it's this, it's, uh, you know, either one of us would be that kind of person. Maybe it was me in the beginning and with the old podcast, but then now not anymore because you don't have the time and you don't have the spirit or energy to do that. And if then someone is in the back to help you push forward, I think that's, that's uh, very um, essential. Because otherwise we wouldn't have recorded the second one for, at all, probably. Exactly, because it's bullshit. Because we do but, have the time because we're doing it every month now. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody is there to help you, and even guys speaking out of like, yeah, you guys pushing me in front of like, oh, if it wasn't for them, would have done it. it. Kind of sucked because I'm that person. Always like, yeah, but it's kind of true. I'm sorry. It is very helpful, but it sucks that it's like. And it's also interesting is that there's a lot of demo scenes that are super active, uh, doing things. It's like. I think it's a different kind of like feeling and responsible for it. Maybe we should touch on that in another show because I, yeah, it's, and it's awesome that these people are there. It's awesome. Every time I see Menace and Gasman adding during a compo straight into demo zoo to make sure it's updated. I'm like, Oh, awesome. You do that. I could do it as well, but I'm not. Yeah. Cause I'm too busy yelling. <laughs> it's, it's. And everybody, and also not like, oh, you don't feel bad about it. Also, it feels not like I'm like ranting against the scene, like do more. I don't think you feel, you should feel bad about it. But it's an interesting take. It's like, why are we always, why it's always the same? And it's a lot of stress for these people as well. It's like Defox running Party Meister, running Meteoric's Code. Um, 
what do we figure out? Is he doing the background of, of scenes that now as well? As yeah, of way? course. The the front end is is actually by um, Defox right now, and he also, of course, wants. Well, I want to do the apps as well. So yeah, we'll yeah. we'll see what happens. So these people, <laughs> these people pop up, and they're like, you know what? And they'll do it. And that's the same, I think, with party organizers as well. It's like the people that stick with party organizing, and the people that stick with like, I'll do this. I'll make sure this happens. Like mm. it's. So it's a big shout out to those people that you might not realize that they're there, but goddamn, do they do 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 they do a lot for the demo scene? That was a sentence yeah. difficult to say in this thirteenth episode. <laughs> and and I mean, just just as you mentioned, Axel, as well, if something would happen to someone that are involved in something like that, what would happen with that particular service? Uh, to be honest, looking at scenes that it is mostly me driving things. If I were to disappear for some reason, whatever. I have a hard time to see that scenes that would actually exist in that in not anywhere in this same context because of the fact I'm not saying that I am scenes that but the problem here is that uh, the current system I'm the only one kind of knowing how everything works and I not even I know how it works <laughs> so that point that single point of failure where yeah in it if you drop out and that is and then maybe and then again what would happen is that one of these people would go like you know what I'll take a look at it yeah and keeps it running and then I think because we've have we seen things demoparty.net I think that was built from scratch with the same functionality, I think it's it's rebuilt, but it's rebuilt by the same guy. Uh, but the same guy, but yeah. they rebuilt it from scratch. You said with the same functionality as you touched on before. It's like it had a simpler goal, I guess. It was just yeah. there for demo parties and signing up. But they decided, you know what, fuck it, we'll do it again. And yeah. and but it's just, again the same people. It's it's did we lose websites or are websites still there? But are they dead? I'm trying to think of something that we actually lost. Uh yeah, I don't recall anything right now. Oh, and now we get a shout out. Ojuice, a shout out from Greg Amazigur. Ojuice, indeed. Yeah. Uh, disappeared. That's true. And that was big in the early 2000s, late 90s. So, yeah. So, yeah, we have some fallen pouring out my bottle of water for the falling. <laughs> I was actually just wondering if it's dif- it would, how different it is from film or from music, because the, you have websites or blogs focused on those, but of course it's a different thing with movies and being a, an industry and all that. But um, still, you, you, I think that the online review thing for for demo productions or songs or albums or whatever that made by demo scene people, it's not really that, never really took momentum, right? Yeah, we have, uh, there's, there, there's was like, there was the Moo and THS, Monocept, there are, yeah. Nobody has one, there is, uh, there is for Cenas.de, yeah. end of the year roundup, which is awesome. Like, it's, and we used to have all these, these, these like party reports and indeed like reviews for demos. Uh, we had the fake ones from Roth, that, uh, the Australian <laughs> guy that we now know that actually RC55 just gave him money to say these things, <laughs> which was really funny. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about this later. Um, and also, indeed, where are the reaction videos to demos? Where are people reacting to new 64K? Like, this is a, this is a thing you can step into, people. You can make a lot of money on YouTube, or maybe not, but you can have something fun. Like, it's is is we, we yeah, it's just this whole thing of a uh, disc mags as well. Like, I mean, Zine. We are we come from a disc mag that I don't think we'll have a actual disc mag soon. Nope. <laughs> I mean, there there are some some attempts to do this as well, and they're they're really well uh, brought. I mean, you have vandalism news. You have uh, there there are a couple. There's of old things. school disc match, right? Yeah, old, old school, school still, still exactly. Yeah. They're not in the new 
way yeah. any longer. Because I don't think that from the new, I think I'll just include indeed the Amphobia has been that for years, but, but uh, he as well tried for a long time to be there. But I don't think we've seen like a new disc Mac for a long time. It's just a problem of the time that you need to work on those things. And then, you know, by the time you release it, it's been four months since, since the last demo came out that you're writing about. So it, it, that's basically also was one of the reasons we, we did the podcast in the beginning, right? To, to be able to talk or react to some topics in a more timely manner. And yeah, and same now actually that we can go talk deeper about things because mm. it's so fast now. And it's the same thing with paper magazines. Like it's, if you want to be relevant as a paper magazine, you have to go deeper. You have to do more information than just the news because everybody can see Twitter. And we have a bunch of Twitter accounts that post demos. And I will say that the demo scene Twitter is kind of fun. It is for how terrible Twitter is. <laughs> the demo scene Twitter and the, the, the live coding Twitters are like really fun people sharing interesting stuff. And, explaining and, and it's actually you get the in-depth uh to um to uh, blog posts of how people made stuff which is also i think i think an interesting thing that yeah, maybe there, like, most of most of the time it's the authors themselves right who have an own blog and write like iq for example who explains how he's doing certain things um i think it's mostly the authors themselves then and not some third-party guy who writes about something else um, and we've been talking about like centralization has always been like we want this one thing and 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 people always want this like one place centralization and 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 all these sites we have we should have more features we should have more stuff and we should add this and that as we said like it's it looks good from the outside but it isn't yeah we never get there I don't think that's something feasible for the demo scene is to have that one perfect flawless website that does everything I want <laughs> that will that will never happen and that also will put a lot of strain on the people managing or <laughs> the people the person most often uh, running that particular site that's that's the biggest exactly so actually sharing that like having multiple websites and then try to find people that sign up responsibility to that one website and then combine those in one force like again trying to centralize it but basically like <laughs> these are the places you can go to for these things yeah, no, so you have, because you have, like, your demo zoo for your connections. You have, I mean, I will say that uh, the dip switch is um, papers, please. It's okay, this is where you can find your your artifacts from the demo scene that are not digital. And, and, and that is just responsible for that. And then maybe we get, a like, back in the day, we get a start page of the demo scene with all links to all these websites that are useful. Yeah, but also that, I mean, that's that's one part of that that I actually touched the, the last episode as well quickly, that uh, one thing that is important um, is to open up all these systems uh, in, in the sense of making it easier to share stuff, stuff in between each other uh, in that sense, because that way it's easier to connect and easier to manage and to find other stuff more organically. Uh, like, I mean, Demosu has an API. It is quite limited. I know that Poet has an API as well. And trying to connect these things more and more together would help find these things. Uh, I mean, just scene ID is a really good thing, for instance, uh, because that actually brings a lot of sites together. But it's also underutilized. We we haven't implemented it on ScenesAt, for instance, because the simple fact that it's is running a, an OAuth, OAuth system that is um, with the current uh, technical platform is is horrible to implement on ScenesAt, even though um, it will be done in the new version. Because I think that that is a good idea. But but just opening up and and making uh, connecting, connecting, yeah, con- it connecting instead of 
like a web ring. We come back to that. And also, yes. I just got corrected again. <laughs> uh, Papers, Please is the game. A fantastic video game. Dipswitch website is, got, is called God Papers. Yes. <laughs> and it has a lot of paper on it. Oh, God, this is literally the 13th episode, people. Bear with us. The next one will be way better. <laughs> oh, no, you promised. That's right. No, but but yeah, interconnecting. We're, we're, let's let's do the Nokia style, connecting people. Or, yeah, it's, and I think indeed, if you feel like, if you listen to this and you feel like, you know what? I like to help out. Like, reach out to these websites and say, like, what can I do? Because indeed, there's a, a lot of weight on, 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 uh, on people's back to moderate, to admin, to build. And also moderation, like, is, we shouldn't underestimate how big a deal that became because we can be free and open as we want and we try to be. But yeah, at one point you need some. There is always a line, like, yeah. and let's be fair. It's, we all kind of want that. Like, this, it's, it, it cannot not be. And also, uh, I mean, we, we did a similar uh, try with the Relive, the, the whole reliving feature of uh, that we use for CSAT. Relive was actually meant to be used with multiple station in mind, stations in, in mind, really. Um, we have CSAT. We also have added all the BitFellas, uh, the BitJam podcast, for instance. There are some sort of stations slash uh, channels. But <laughs> looking at this, uh, all the... Um, so-called stations, I have some some other podcasts there on there as well, are basically hosted by me on SceneSat, uh, imported by me for SceneSat. Uh, yeah, so, so it didn't really turn out. Uh, I, I guess it was because I didn't get to build a proper easy admin interface, but I gave gave the ways to import shows and stuff like that. No one really utilized it. So what will happen in that run is that we'll probably just move it down to scenes that only again <laughs> because nothing happened uh, it's a really good point actually people always want features like oh we should be able to do this and then you make it and then people don't use it and yeah like, yeah that was a waste of everybody's time <laughs> and it's that dedication as well people are like if you're committed to do something you want to make sure that it's worth it like okay i'm gonna do this it's gonna take me time but you better well use it and yeah. people kind of throw it around of like oh let's do uh, let's make this so indeed, if you want something, reach out to your favorite website to see if you can help. Yes. Is it also more rewarding to make a production instead of being doing some background work on a website that is less of a, I don't know, ego scene thing? Yeah, exactly. Like you show something, you're done. And also a demo, you can just, you say, I will make a final <laughs> and you never do. Like you never look back. It's just there. Sometimes you do. Shout out to people <laughs> that actually make finals. <laughs> but um, but it's it's that big big reward like that big like unloading and that's what we all want to do and then the website is like oh yeah I made a feature and now you can do this and people are like okay cool and then nobody uses it <laughs> so, yeah. Just, so yeah it's it feels unrewarding and I think it's really important I think we have a lot of websites that if they would go away and again to come back to Axel's question what if somebody steps away we would absolutely miss them yeah that's true so it's uh this 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 whole episode is a homage to 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 make it happen, like basically, and help out because yeah, it is. It's hard enough as it is. It's hard enough to maintain all this stuff, and it's all everybody does it in their spare time. Yeah, and I mean the, the the big thing that I think that part of why we're having problem to to actually keep people helping out in some. I mean, it's not only moderation, but it's when it comes to development or um, design or graphics or whatever. Uh, what makes it hard to to actually do this is it's starting to get close to to work, to real life in that sense. And uh, then what what happens then is that it can, kind of becomes a chore that you have to do 
and then it's no fun anymore because it's the same thing that you do daytime. I think that's that's partly why the problem is that we we can't really find anyone mm. to help out with redesigning Scenesat, for instance, because it's not just because it's not just make a nice sketch and make leave it at that. No, we have to take all these other things into account, and then it becomes more like work. <laughs> yeah, it's also something that I heard from people who went to the game industry after, like from the demo scene, and then if they come back home from from work working on a game you don't want to work on a demo that is doing similar stuff than the game was because it just feels like an extended day job there was all the guy all the guys from dbl working for dice and then they were like no it's us to come home and then we're going an amiga because it's really <laughs> different and uh or emoon is a unity now i think but yeah it's like really different but it's the and i think it's it's also probably the reason because a lot of i have the feeling a lot of demo scene people do work in website tag and web tag it's a reason why demo scene website competitions never <laughs> took off because we did do those. I remember Dutch demo parties had website competitions. Huh, seriously? Yeah, we had website composts and they were like, I think Takeover and I think Bizarre did it as well. And you could enter your website. And <laughs> it was like, look at how cool this is with Flash. The Flash demo competition at Takeover was basically fancy website stuff and there were a few people competing in that. So. I, I do think that died because people were like, yeah, I make websites for a living now. I'll do something else. Like, <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> well, how do you experience that, actually? I mean, you work in a similar field in your day job as well, right? <sighs> yeah, in, in a way. But but then again, um, I actually um, try to, uh, well, spread the word about the demo scene at work as well and, and get people interesting. I mean... Uh, just a couple of years ago, we actually had, uh, because I work for the biggest news magazine in Sweden, um, and we actually had a, a reporter and a photographer going to Gubdata um, uh, to the party, making a, a special report about the, the event. Um, and for that, of course, uh, Mahoney, who's a very old dear friend of mine, uh, helped out, and we actually made it possible to read our news magazine <laughs> on a Commodore 64 <laughs> from the actual real-time system. Um, so, so um, that was very Mahoney as well. <laughs> yeah, of course, it was Mahoney. I, I just uh, uh, threw him a question: like, hey, wouldn't be it be cool if it would be possible to actually read the magazine on the on the, on the Commodore 64? It's like. Yeah, um, let me get back to you. And then uh, later on that day, he's like, here's a, a, a sort of work in progress. It could actually work. <laughs> and then he started going. So, yeah, we, we could actually read the, the biggest newspaper in Sweden and Norway on the Commodore 64. And since then, the audience tripled. <laughs> yes, 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 of course. Uh, especially since it actually got known that you could um, circumvent our, uh, our login and pay. Oh, some, yeah, the payment system. What else did you expect? It's <laughs> also very demo scene. <laughs> if you use a Commodore, you get to read everything for free. But it's also that's a that's a perfect example of like that one thing that's easy to do, and I can do this, and it's awesome, and I help out in the day. And of course, he's not going to be there to maintain that C sixty four plugin because it's no. it's a gimmick. But that's yeah, no, that's story. awesome. That's absolutely awesome, and that's yeah. That's but it's but indeed it's like that same thing of like it's your work and you're there like oh I also have to do it now. I, I come home and then I have dinner and I got to sit behind my computer and do more web stuff. Yeah, that is not your favorite spending of time. Uh, not really. No, I mean there, there are always stuff that you want to do as well. I mean the the uh, my goals and with with scenes at and and the whole demo scene has been huge as always, but I never got to well put the amount of hours into it that I need. But um, it's, it's getting there. And it's actually good to have an outlet to actually 
be able to focus on something else than real life occasionally as well. Exactly. And I think it's really important. And again, I want to give a shout out to the people that do this, like as a spare time and keep all these projects running. Like again, go reach out to your favorite websites and help them out because it is our outlet. And I have to say, I'm like, I'm really busy and it's harder to follow up with the demo scene. So people that actually keep doing this, it's insane that we, we can be very lucky, I think, as a demo scene that we have people that are driven. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's the same for. And I think I'm going to not think where I can help out because I feel really guilty now. <laughs> this is always the same thing. Yeah. So it's always like, again, everybody has great intentions and those are absolutely valid. But yeah, try to see where you can actually help out. Maybe if it's even moderating somewhere or just helping or do interviews, find a niche that isn't there. Like you think, like, yeah, indeed, I miss interviews. You know what? I'm going to do some interviews. I'm going to have a fun take on this. Or I'm going to do a reaction video to demos that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Axel can do that because he never watches anything. I've never seen this before. Yeah. I mean, that's indeed, it. maybe even a podcast. Yes. Like, if you hear us, you're like, I can do this. I can do this better and go do it. Absolutely. Like, yeah. have a podcast. I would love to listen to what other people are talking about. And there's way more space for this as well. There doesn't need to be one thing. No. There's also sometimes in a demo scene, we already have a website that does X. <laughs> so. <laughs> You could do a different spin on it. Like. Actually, are there other demo scene podcasts? Like, uh, because I wouldn't know. I don't think so. I think this, uh, the guys from RMC is that retro, retro man cave. They do sometimes cover demo scene stuff in their YouTube podcast. I think you call that, which is fun. Actually, it's worth checking out. They're, they're good people. Uh, but I don't think they're, I think really only like specifically demo scene podcasts. So yeah, absolutely. Like, Go make things happen. I think it's fun. And, um, yeah, I mean, the closest thing to that would be the, the vodcast stuff you said. I mean, P.S. Frank is doing his chips oh, yeah, and bits course. and Sorry, stuff yes. like that. So, so I mean, it, mm. it is in a similar fashion, but not really uh, that spread yeah, out. Mystery Science, apologies to P.S. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube <laughs> and this Twitch stuff happening. Yeah, so yeah. no, there is people absolutely doing, and I think there's a bunch of, of course, there's, there's a bunch of bluff coding streams, which are absolutely incredible, and... Which yeah, there can always be there's so many takes on this that is like I also want I want a demo scene drill. Like a Twitter account that just does like out there tweets. That mm. would not work. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody can make a make a boss that just like does drill tweets, but then <laughs> demo scene based. Yeah, no, I think it's 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 interesting to see like indeed this 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 the remnants that we have that still work. Uh only very few websites that left that left us and then What's their purpose in this day and age? Yeah, reach out and help out to the one uh, the, the sites that are there. Uh, most of them are probably open for for any help they can get. To be honest, because as as we've mentioned, most of them are run by very few people overall. So uh, yes, and reach out if you have, if you and it, yeah, I don't want to be sound stern because it's all voluntary and we know this. Yes. But reach out if you're actually intent to do something, because I think everybody wants to reach out. Everybody, I'm here like, I would love to do something, and I know myself. Yeah. I will do jack shit. <laughs> so I'll, I, I, I promise to better my life and help out somewhere. Like, we're doing this podcast. I mean, we're doing something. But it's, it's that's also driven by other people that actually pushes through. Everyone's getting salaries, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Huge so ones. <laughs> we're all doing this. And, it's, it's, and not that we have to. Like, not everything has to be like... Uh, 
But I mean that that's also the that's also the thing. Uh, I feel quite a lot like I'm not really contributing anything to the demo scene because I never do stuff that actually is mentioned noticed in that sense. But I do know that I do a lot of stuff in the background. And that's ridiculous! You do. I know. I but, wouldn't think of you as somebody that doesn't do anything. In no, but but scene, it feels right? like that. I guess it feels like that because my uh, sort of um, well demo zoo, uh, production account is not growing anywhere near as much as I would like it to do. But that's that's just me putting self blame on myself. So this just um, maybe also because because you come from the times where you like wrote music for production. So maybe you feel like you're not adding to the productions right now. Yeah. So, but still, I mean, I think that's probably a perception thing that doing something for the demo scene is not necessarily just the production part. No. Right? And, so. and I mean, just looking at the uh, the sound of scenes at Volume Six that we're working on now that has been delayed and delayed and delayed because of well my personal problems, but. I was meaning to do something for that one now as well, but I haven't been able to because of other stuff. And that yeah. makes me, in a way, feel sad that I'm not producing. Also, I've been nagged about uh, making music to various productions for the last couple of years and haven't really had the time to do that. But that's also, it, it kind of builds up a guilty conscience and that gets put on top of the, the stuff that you're not able to do with scenes at, or as I know, now notice that we're, since we're revamping and restructuring our system, I found out, hey, we do have some other sites that have been kind of neglected, like scenes.at. We have a URL shorteners website that I made a bunch of years ago. So I'm actually rewriting that one now because that's a, a small project, but Hey, it's it's being used. It has uh, sixty thousand shortened URLs for the last bunch of years, so people are actually using it without spamming stuff with it. So that's good. But I mean, good. It, you shout it out here now, so it'll be used. Yes. Scenes.at. If scenes. you want a, a, a URL short, <laughs> use scenes.at. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but then, then again, um, I will um, wait a couple of weeks until I've done the finishing touches of it. But yeah, it uh, works. Uh, okay, fair enough. Well, this comes out, maybe it's ready. Yeah. Ask, ask for it first. Yes, but yes. I think it's a very good point you make there of like, we all feel like we should do, I was supposed to make a song for a scene set six and I am in the same struggle of like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I have people asking me to make music for things and I'm struggling and doing other things on the side. And I think this is an episode that's kind of an ode to the people behind the scenes that you don't really see what they do, but they do a lot of work. Yeah. And and it's hard to maintain, exactly. especially when you also make demos on the side and you make productions on the side and you maintain stuff. And it takes, like, we only have an amount of time to to waste. And uh, <laughs> Waste, should be that's a word, bad word, but yep. yeah. <laughs> I think, to be honest, like, we only have, a, we only have a, like, a set amount of time and we put this in certain things. And I think it's uh, it's absolutely awesome that people decide to spend it like this and we should help out where we can and i yes. think this, if you listen to this you think like and don't feel obliged absolutely but if you feel like you know what i could help out somewhere it will be much appreciated yeah and especially if you're a designer <laughs> yes please. people can use your skills <laughs> actually your term wasting was really very much the way i see it because it's like you don't have to find any reason why you should be doing that and you just you can just do it and not like have some reasons behind that you need to have legitimate what you're doing i think it's i think have some sort of valve where you can just do something that doesn't need to make sense or doesn't need to be in whatever structure that some people tell you it should be and i think that's the exact creative valve that is great for for these things so i think wasting time is 
pretty much the way I love this term for, for what yes, you can do whatever what you want and it's a thing you can do whatever you want and yeah. <laughs> no but it's the thing is I think that is absolutely something that drives people like yeah but I rather want to make that demo I rather want to do this now and yeah it's it's appreciation for those people that do this and that take on all these jobs you know what I'll do it and I said like oh, I'm maintaining four websites and, and I host and I organize a demo party and I and I'm I'm there doing this, and I'm producing a podcast, <laughs> and 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 why? So, yeah. But but then again, I mean, making a demo or uh, any kind of production for something, it's a lot easier to actually get to do in that sense. I'm not saying it's easy to make a demo or whatever, but it is a short term commitment. You don't have to sort of sign up for the long haul, like you kind of do with a website. If you start doing something there, people will expect it. And, and this, this is also one thing. I'm all for open source and everything like that to, to make stuff open source. But that also comes with a sort of a, um, a commitment to actually do stuff with it afterwards as well. Because you're opening it up to, to people to actually start using it. And then people will expect to, to keep using it. Uh, and then you've signed, sort of kind of signed yourself up for the long haul, if, even if you didn't intend to do that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's to make it not sound that daunting. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be that daunting. If you can say like, "Hey, I have some time to spare, and I would like to do this." And what can I do? I think talk to people to say like, "Where can you use help? Is this feasible for me?" Don't feel obliged to say like, "Oh, I have to help all these websites now," but it you probably can help, but maybe even less effort than you think you can put in it. And I think that's a good way to end this show. Is like, please support your local demo scene website. Or initiative, or start your own initiative. Like, it's local. fun. <laughs> Define local to the internet, the the, the earth. That's that's local. Yeah. Everything local that we've seen is always like the entire time we've seen. So, but it's that like the initiative, like do cool stuff and feel. If you feel like I have an idea, ah, it's probably not necessary. Just do it. Yeah. Like it's fun and and put it up, post it everywhere around on all these websites that still exist, and and then thank people that keep these websites afloat. Yes. And uh, let's now take a moment to remember TMR of Cosine, UK demo scene giant. It seems very active in the UK demo scene. Passed away of COVID, of COVID but after a 14-month-long battle. So I uh, just want to say all the best to everybody that knew him. Condolences to his family and everybody. Like, what a horrible thing to happen. We're with you. The demo scene is with you. For sure. And I mean, yeah, it's really, really tragic in that sense as well. Uh, just a couple of months ago, he came back onto Facebook and other accounts saying, hey, things are finally looking at the bright side. And then it didn't really. I, I met him a couple of times at some various uh, bit live events, uh, retro demo scene, well, retro music scene stuff. Really, really nice guy. Yeah, it sucks to lose one of them. Yes. Especially somebody that has been so involved. And But yeah, everybody. So people take care out there. No, no simpler words for that than it just sucks. Yeah. Seconded. To wrap up fully, please send us uh, questions, question and answer, actual questions for Q&A, things we can answer, things we can talk about, things you really Even want to Even more know. emails. Send us emails, things you're like wondering, like, how does that work? What is this? What is that? Go figure this out. Like, Happy to look into it because, yes, that's what this podcast is for as well, to go a little bit deeper. 
This show was hosted by Oki, Axel and Sifoid. It was produced, mixed and edited by Gloom and Gargai. Uh, I think they're really starting to regret this whole thing. <laughs> Special thanks to Scene.org, Scenesat and Bitfellas, um, who still require your help for design and all that other stuff. And the emails say, uh, do it now. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give us a positive rating as well. You can find the Sign Radio Show on Scenesat as well, on Spotify, iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks, everyone, and until next time. Thank you, Axel. And again, the email address is designradioshow at scene.org. See you next time. Bye-bye. <clears throat> I'll take that again. Choo-choo.